Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. I'm Deborah Spooner, and I'll be your host for today. This month, Andrew Murray is leading us to think through the secret of brotherly love. In today's reading, Murray guides us in a reflection called perfect love. He starts with this verse in 1 John 2.10. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. I want you to think with me here for a moment. When you talk to people who follow Jesus, you quickly learn that love is a pretty big deal. It's all over scripture. The New Testament alone has at least four words used for different kinds of love. The word for love that Murray points out in each verse he lists today is the word agape. Agape alone is used 115 times in the New Testament. There's only 260 chapters total in all the books of the New Testament, so the Lord is reminding us of this idea of agape almost every other chapter in the Bible. That's a lot. So what do you think about this kind of love? If thinking in terms of the kinds of love used in the Bible, you had to answer what is love and what does it do? What would you say? I do actually want you to think about that right now. Maybe you thought of the common, uh, well, God is love, which is true, in some of the First Corinthian lists of what love does do, like love means acting with patience, kindness, goodness, etc. Finally, I also want you to ask yourself, what doesn't love do? Take a second to think about that. Maybe you still think of 1 Corinthians, also true, of love does not act with rudeness, hold on to all the wrong things other people do against us, and more. You see, there's some surprising facets of love that Murray points us to in the multiple scriptures he lists in today's reading. This takes us deeper into all those questions with some surprising answers. So we'll answer just those today. What is love? What does it do? And what does it not do? First, what is love and what does it do? Our standard for this biblical agape love is set in 1 John 3.16. That verse says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. This standard set for what love is and what it does is so high. It's nothing short of the ultimate sacrifice, the way Jesus himself laid down his life for us. This is agape love. The same word that's used in John 3.16, which tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God agape loves enough to give regardless. Christ agape loves enough to pay the ultimate price regardless. And we are told to be ready to love people around us so much that we too are willing to lay it all down regardless. This is a kind of agape love that we're called to. Now, this agape love is described not as the emotional phileo love, which is still a thing, don't get me wrong, but it's the volitional kind. That involves choosing, described as a love of choice by Precept Ministries in Austin. They continue to say that this agape love is like the noblest kind of devotion. It's a decisive love, choosing who to love, completely devoting to it, making that decisive choice and sticking with whatever comes next. It has elements of unselfishness, not surprisingly, and self-giving. This is how we're supposed to love the family of God. Love is nothing short of Jesus going to the cross, and it's to compel us to do nothing short of unconditionally, decisively choosing that we're going to love God's family at the cost of laying down our selfishness. That's the crazy thing. This kind of leveled up love isn't an option as followers of Jesus. It's not for really spiritually mature people or ones who are particularly close to God in their walk with Him. 
It can almost be seen as a barrier to entry of following Jesus, something that should be as an obvious result when we say, I believe and commit our lives to him. Don't believe me? Well, we're going to answer what love doesn't now. First, think of what it means to be a child of God. What are some of the key characteristics and ways you describe that? Then, think of someone who says, I love God. What are some of the key characteristics and ways you would describe that? In 1 John 3 and 4 that Murray lists for us today, we find the answers. Not really a spoiler, but it involves agape. 1 John 3.10 says that people who are not God's kids are those who don't do what's right, but also those who do not love their brother, the family of God. Wow, love does not forsake to love each other. And if it does, those people aren't called God's children. That's pretty intense. But there's more. In 1 John 4.20, we read this, If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen can't love God whom he has not seen. So we cannot love God if we don't love people, our family of God. Love doesn't hate our brothers and sisters in Christ. This is also intense, but really the same kind of beautiful. What would we be like as followers of Jesus if we remembered this week that we are called to this kind of agape love? That we are to take it this seriously as so integral to following Jesus, it shouldn't be a question, but more of a second nature. That we can wake up and say, today I get to choose to be devoted to my brothers and sisters, to follow in Jesus' example of laying it all down for others, regardless. What if we kept each other to this, calling each other out when love and yes, tough love, balanced with truth and love, isn't center stage in our life? This would be compelling. Who wouldn't want to be a part of this kind of community? So ask yourself today, am I loving with this kind of agape love? What would it take for me to get there? And who do I want to start loving like this? One final note, this is challenging. We have the proclivity to look inwards always and focus on ourselves. To love like this kind of agape love, we have to surrender. To surrender and say, wow, Lord, I can't love like this on my own. And the amazing thing is that our part is to surrender and ask God to work on our hearts and then keep stepping out. What we need, he's already provided. We don't have the pressure to love to this level. We get the privilege for God to help us do it. We don't do it from guilt, but have the paradoxical freedom of dependence. So let's surrender and ask God to grow this kind of love in us, as Murray says, but just as a seed requires that the soil in which it grows be kept free of all weeds, So the heart must be wholly surrendered to God in his service, so that the seed of the word may bear heavenly fruit. Let's pray the prayer then that Murray guides us in today. Lord, keep my heart free from weeds so that the good seeds may bear heavenly fruit. I surrender to you. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.